Hey everybody, really excited about this conversation. We get excited about conversations around here. They become the soil in which God's doing things in our heart and we get to give and receive um, new information, new revelation. We talk about God's word. And so today we continue our conversation on Koinonia, uh, talking about the, the principle of sowing and reaping and why contentment is so important um, in the kingdom of God. And, and how God uses the principle of sowing and reaping to really lead our hearts into greater faith and trust in Him and to move us away from this entitlement culture that really defines the age we live in. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Pray it's helpful. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Still standing. Sitting. Still sitting. <laughs> well, we just... Newly sitting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Should we restart or should we, <laughs> should we just roll with it? We'll cut all of that in post. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we won't. No. Nope. You get <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much unfiltered. At this point, there's a chance today, listeners, that we will have to pause and restart this podcast, like not restart it, but just pause in the middle um, and come back to it. And so that's your challenge is to check and see as you're listening, if you can tell where we pause that's and restart. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. That means we've got to be good. We have to good be thing, on our A game today. Good thing we have a great producer who's going to really just do. like, you're never going to know. You're He's, never going to know he's that good. He makes things so seamless. Yep. Like, Yeah. So that um, you guys can't tell that my stomach is growling like crazy right now because he has filtered that out, even though these mics are really, really loud. And I'm not hungry. It's just that my my stomach is like processing the fact that I ate a protein bar this morning mm. for breakfast. And it's like, all right, yeah, let's yeah. get the protein into yeah. your muscles, Christina. So go. anyway, um, yeah, thanks to our fantastic producer for filtering that out and me just getting to out <laughs> myself um, for that. So. All right, back to Koinonia. Awkward segue. Yeah, there you go. This is your favorite part of Fathom Beyond Sunday is how is Christina going to awkwardly segue from the beginning of the opening of Fathom Beyond Sunday into the Bible stuff? Right. How is she going to do it? Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> that's right. That's yep. right. Just like you see thought bubbles coming out <laughs> of my head if you're, you're picturing us here in the studio. So, yeah, we're still in Koinonia. You didn't. Okay, so I'm going to tell everybody, if you haven't, if you were in the room on Sunday or you were watching online on Sunday, you may not know because Pastor Kyle did not highlight the title of his message on Sunday <laughs> while he was preaching it. If you are a podcast listener, then you probably know the title. But the rest of us, those of us who are in person or watching live, didn't get the title. A rose by any other name is just a sweet, right? Uh, does a title really matter? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> it does matter for podcast you know, listeners because they're like, yeah, that, that sounds stupid. I'm not yeah. going to listen to that it. That one sounds annoying. That yeah. one sounds like they're going to annoy you me. You know, one of our, our largest like listened and viewed messages um, was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like that, yeah. that title... It spoke really, to people. It spoke to like 90s kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> it spoke to people. Um, yeah. So the title of Koinonia part three was So What? So What? So What? But 
so was spelled S O W. Not sow what, not like a female cow what, mm-hmm, but <laughs> but so what. And so we were um, discussing, you were talking about on Sunday, this idea that God can take us from a scarcity to abundance in the blink of an eye. And I just loved your, I loved how you like brought us in with your um, people going from complete drought conditions into like more water than they can carry was, with them. W- like I just get chills thinking about being there for that. It was so special um, to be able to see just this small yeah. village who's never had running water and literally preaching to people for a week um, who are in drought yeah, and who are really struggling and coming from a land where I'd want for nothing, you know what I mean? Coming from a country in a city in which turn water on at any time, go to the grocery store and get right. the vegetables I need mm-hmm. or want, um, get, you know, have a granola bar in my bag, you right. know, when I'm ready for it. And then just to preach at one is just really, um, humbling clearly. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, God was just kind of taking me on that experience. Um, or like that, I don't know, memory, mm-hmm. the memory lane to yeah. just get back in a place of just utter contentment. And and that's really what is so, it's so important for us as believers to be content, mm-hmm. like to, to not be longing after every thing in this world. Um, I love just the start of Psalm 23. The Lord mm-hmm. is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall not. Yeah. I don't need anything. <laughs> is Kyle's mm-hmm. translation. That's right. I don't need anything. You know, we're, we're big on like talking to our kids about like need and want. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. It's in our language. Um, yes. It's in our verbiage a lot. We were in TJ Maxx the other day and um, we were, <laughs> we walked through like there's this really nice furniture store called Restoration Hardware. Uh-huh. Um, so things aren't cheap in there. Nope. They're not cheap. Um, and so they have a new like building here in Jacksonville. And I just want to go see it because we built furniture for years. And and one of our our primary tables we built was like, it was a restoration like hardware based table. Based on that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, like, and that we design. built this for, you know, many people. And so I just wanted to go see. I just get inspired by, by what I see. And so we were walking around, not because I was about to bust out the, <laughs> the credit card <laughs> or anything, but we're looking at their bed spreads and they've got pillows and Taryn's always wanting to add more pillows to our bed. Cause that's like, that's because life, do. because pillows are life. Right. Um, cause we need them. Well, um, I think we need a few more in the bed. <laughs> so my, my wife doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Um, so anyway, we saw some, we're in TJ Maxx weeks later, a couple weeks later. And, um, she's like, what size were those pillows we need? And she immediately caught herself because we, we just, we catch each other. Yes. If right. we hear each other saying, mm-hmm. we need this, we, we're like, no, we don't. If we hear our kids, no, we don't need right. this. This is something we want. And so it just immediately is training our hearts and our brains to not think like that. Right. It's so um, funny that you said that because literally yesterday morning, one of my dearest friends texted me and said, Hey, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Do you need anything? Mm. And I texted her back. Need is a really strong word. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Need is a really strong word. So her, because she is one of my dearest friends, her response text back to me was want LOL. Do you want anything? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's cool to, to know like words mean things, Mm -hmm. right? God became the word. Jesus 
was the word and then became flesh. Mm -hmm. And so words mean things. It's important how we speak um, and how we... Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? right? So if I keep saying that, it's flowing out. And we use that word for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like in our homes on a daily basis, I need this, I need this. We need to get that. Mm -hmm. Do we need to get it? Right. And... Yeah, so this whole idea of contentment and moving from scarcity to abundance, I think contentment's at the heart of that. Mm -hmm. And what Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians to the church at Corinth, one, I just kind of love how he is playing with with their their competitive nature and comparison nature in their culture. And he's, he's comparing them not to someone like a group who's like super wealthy or really Mm -hmm. known for their um, bravado or the things they have. He's comparing them to a very impoverished people. Mm -hmm. And, but their generosity is still like peak. Right. Like second to worthy to be admired and worthy to be recognized and honored and um, followed after. And so, I would encourage us to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, comparison's a really negative thing. You know, we think of all the negative ways of that. There's a couple of ways in the scriptures encourage us to compare ourselves. Yeah. Uh, encourages us to outdo, outdo one yeah, another. Yeah, outdo one another in honor. That's mm-hmm. really comparison. Like really excel in, in bringing honor and respect to people. And then in this way, Paul mm-hmm. says like, Really, in in terms of generosity, not in that we like, hey, this is how much I gave. That's not right. what he's saying at all. He's saying be inspired, like right. be inspired by their example in this, and and internally compare yourself, mm-hmm. like long for what you see in other people, mm-hmm. and as a testimony, like I'm a living example of how God has moved me to be a more generous person um, by the examples I've seen in others, and they've right. moved me, they've grown me. In that way, so there's there's so much we can yeah. can talk about here. Um, wherever just, you want to go. <laughs> well, I love one of the things. I don't know, listeners, you will know if you haven't gotten it um, in this many episodes. Like I'm gonna just straight up say it now. We talk about Paul a lot. And we are like Paul lovers. Like Pastor Kyle and I love to talk about him. He's such a complex dude. We've never talked about this like off of like we we've never said oh like we no. like really like Paul. Um, he wrote you know a lot of a new, lot. Lot of new <laughs> testament. So if you love the New Testament, you you know you should probably appreciate Paul for right. his, his uh, right. Well, he doesn't. But always, it's really like, true. There's some he gets some flack here and there yeah. about some stuff. But like we just I I just love his complexity. And love that we get such a picture of who he is by how he writes to others, not just his, not just our account of what his life change looks like in Acts, but then we continue to get to see how he has changed and grown, not just from church tradition, but from literally what he's written. And he's just, it's just so cool because you're calling him, like, you're like, I think it's neat that he kind of plays on their comparison Mm -hmm. culture and is like, I know that I can get this in there. Like, I know what this is going to do in their mm-hmm. brains and when it's read aloud, right? Because this isn't something where somebody's going to read the letter and pass it to the next person. Like they're not going to read it to themselves in their home and pass it on. This is going to be read to a congregation, right? This is going to be read to out loud. It's like, you know, in that way. And so it's just cool that he's like, yeah, I know that so-and-so is going to be in the crowd 
and this person's going to be in there. You know what I mean? It's kind of like he just knows how this is going to impact them as a whole, not like, I don't know. It's just, it's neat and, what he what he, he does. He's writing for the relief of someone else that they're not going to get to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not going to get any tangible benefit from it. And really the heart of generosity, that's it. Like, right. It's not about what I get out of it. It's not you about know? your accolades or. Yeah. And <clears throat> what he says in, I think it's verse eight. Um, I don't have it like pulled up right in front of me. I do. But he <laughs> basically so that you have all sufficiency yes. in all things at all times. That all sufficiency really is like you're content. Mm-hmm. Like you've got all you need. And it's not you that provides it. It is God that provides that. Right. And so this abundance mindset comes from knowing that God has it all. Right. Right. Like time is in his hands. Mm-hmm. Like it's. He there's, did, there's time no, didn't even exist until he created it for us. Yeah. <laughs> like. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, that's where that abundance mindset comes from is in the all sufficient all sufficiency of Christ. Um, and, and I think it really, we learn to be content in all things, in mm-hmm. all ways. It, it, again, finances is, generosity is really the heart of his message here to the church at um, Corinth. But I think for us, I mean, there, there's not only, you know, most of us are experiencing, you know, a lot of people are experiencing um, scarcity when it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are today. Um probably even a larger demographic is experiencing a scarcity of time. Absolutely. You know, and we have a large um, kind of culture of scarcity of time and, and there's pride in that scarcity yes. of time. So that maybe that's something we can just bounce yeah. off for a second and move away yeah. from the financial side of, of the scarcity mindset to the time side and really how that impacts yeah. our life. Well, and I think too, sometimes we don't really recognize how those two are tied together, mm-hmm. that what we've, how we've set ourselves up in our time directly impacts our finances mm-hmm. and vice versa, mm-hmm. how we've set ourselves up in our, our finances or how we're viewing our finances directly yeah. correlates to how we end up using our time or how we feel about our time. But um, specifically in time... I mean, it is that ugly word for us to say we're busy, busy, busy. Like mm-hmm. it's an it's an ugly word um, for for some of us, but culturally, it's so accepted. That is a, the most acceptable answer that you can give in our nation yeah. when someone says, "How you doing?" Yeah, I on Sunday, multiple people, you know, we're everybody's like, "How you doing? How you doing? How are things going?" Um, and and I just love our church so much. People are so gracious and they actually want to know. Mm-hmm. They're not actually looking for it, but it, it's, I'm really trying to rid my, the reality is I do have a full plate. You know, most people do have a pretty full plate in right. life. Um, I'm really trying to not let that be, not even the first thing that comes out of my mouth. It's just not something, because it's, I'm going to be less generous with my time and I have to be mm-hmm. wise with my time, Right. but I want to be generous with my time too. Um, and so I, I've been, you know, even Sunday I, I said that I'm like, you know, I'm really trying to catch myself when I say that. And I'm just talking out mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that, that there is rhythm, you know, and I think 
I think when I said the word rhythm, it just immediately triggered that. I think so much of this conversation between time and money is seasonal. Like there's seasons of oh, our yeah. life in which we don't adjust quick enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see things until, right, we're stressed to the max because there's no, you know, or we're way behind on our bills or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Um, we don't see it ahead. And so I think we have to be very intentional in like slowing down to perceive and discern the seasons we're in right? and say no to the right things mm-hmm. financially and say yes to the right things financially and say no to the right things with our time and say yes to the right um, things. And so we need to get really good at saying yes and no to the right things and to the wrong things. Um, and I think most of us, we have, don't have a hard time saying yes. It's the mm-hmm. no part. That's really can be really tough, can be really hard. Um, and so you've worked through this. I have. Um, a lot. I'm sure there's over things right now <laughs> that you're trying to say no to or figure out. Um, what have you learned in, let's just, let's say the last year, mm-hmm. the last year of your life, there, there's certainly been things and we haven't yeah. even talked about anything specifically right. recently. Right. But I know it has. So I just wanted to ask you, what what have you learned about saying no um, in a given season when it comes to to time or even money? Yeah, I think um, the first thing uh, that I learned, like the thing that really pops out to me, because there are so many things and it's everything. When God is trying to teach me something, he's trying to teach any of us something, it's so multi-layered, right? It's not just, Mm -hmm. it's, he's not just trying to drive one thing through my thicker than thick skull, but (laughs) he, but the, the first thing I think is that, um, that idea that you can say a loving no, and it is so much better than like a hateful yes, Mm -hmm. that loving no of saying, I really have to prioritize this thing, right? Here is my, here is my immediate goal. Here is my long-term goal. And this thing is a distraction from it and doesn't add to it, or maybe really will take away from this short-term and long-term goal. So something like, you know, I, I maybe even want to do, it wasn't, it wasn't Mm -hmm. my idea, but it's something I want to do, but it's going to take directly away from my ability to be, um, a wife or mother. It's going to take away time that I had set aside for the Lord, right? I might've set aside time to, to do a, a, a specific study or I might like, this is my time to, to really, and somebody needs me. And so I want to, mm-hmm. to say yes to that need because, you know, it can be hard for people to ask even, right. It can be hard for people to ask. And so I want to say that yes, but before I say that, yes. Okay. What, what did I have planned with that yeah. time? What did I have? Um, what was the intention with that beforehand? Um, I think it's just that is, and people, the second thing I think is really important to, to layer this. So you can say it's, you can say a, a loving no <laughs> and, and it's better than this hateful yes. Um, the other thing is people receive no a lot better than you give them credit for. Mm-hmm. We do yeah. not credit people, we are so worried, um, about what no is going to do to somebody else. (laughs) And I'm telling you, like we can, you can just say no and they will receive it so much better than you think. And so I think when, 
like just imagine the way that you receive no from somebody and like you're like I don't want to oh no it's fine if it's a no right like it can be fine if it's a no and give that kind of credit to to others in your life whether it's a boss or whether it's a spouse or whether it's a kid or whether a friend or whatever anyway all of that to say like just we give we need to give people credit for accepting no we think of our relationships We've got to stop thinking of our relationships as transactional. Yes, sir. And start thinking of them as transformational mm. and like relational. Um, when it's transactional, it's like, if I don't give you this yes, you're not going to love me. Yep. You're not going to like me. Mm-hmm. And long aside here, um, that's built into our parenting styles. Yes, it is. Um, that's a whole nother topic, a whole different podcast. You and Taryn can tackle <laughs> that one. <laughs> right. But when it's relational and it's yeah. built on unconditional love, which it, it should be, um, in our relationships, it, you know, we love because he first loved us. We, right. we offer that agape love because it's, we have it to give mm-hmm. based on what God's given us. Um, and then we're, 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 we're able to take people along the journey of what's going on in our heart, right? There's a, there's a level of transparency that I'm, I'm not afraid to, to tell you this no, because I know in my heart, it's, it's a yes here. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, we wouldn't have that if it was, um, you know, canceling one subscription service for another one, but because there's a person attached to it and because we're, you know, we fear rejection. We fear what people will think of us. We have all these fears that supersede our fear of God. Mm-hmm. If we're really honest, we're driven by those. And so I think we we must move to a place in which it's it's not just a good idea, but or e- even it's the right type of like conviction in our heart that moves us to say no, that right. moves us, that this is something. And so we have to be discerning enough if that makes sense, to have that conviction, mm-hmm. right? If we're just kind of going to keep barreling through of life and keep saying yes to every new financial mm-hmm. you know, thing or everything new with our time and we never kind of assess, you know, a general rule of thumb is for every new thing you say yes to, you got to say no to something. Like right. just sometimes it's one-to-one. If it's a bigger thing, right. sometimes for the one yes, you actually say no to two things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two things. Yeah. Um, And so, but, you know, I've found taking people for the journey really Mm -hmm. allows them to be a part of the journey and to celebrate with you, not to be sad with you. I mean, good friends will celebrate with Mm -hmm. you. Um, So anyway, that's just a couple thoughts. Well, and as you were were talking, it reminded me, I have um, another friend who I was kind of lamenting this idea of like, now I've said yes and I've said too many yeses and I've said too many yeses to this in this one particular area or this Mm -hmm. one particular person, right? Like, so we can think of it as an area or a person, or Mm -hmm. you can think of it as, you know, a relationship Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. Um, and so I've said too much yes in this area and I don't know now, like now I've kind of set myself up for all of this. Yes. I don't know how to say no. Now that I've said all this, yes, I haven't practiced it. Like my, I've atrophied mm-hmm. no in that area. And, um, her just really straightforward 
comment back to me, you know, her really straightforward advice was, what does it look like if nothing ever changes? Like how, you know, Mm. can you think about this endlessly, like an endless yes there, Mm. you know, how Mm. does that feel if nothing ever changes? And that's like, you know, you just keep saying yes and you never get a break there. And I was like, oh, all right. It sounds like (laughs) I definitely want to try. No, right. Like it does it, that, that perspective was so good for me and so Mm. helpful for me that like, okay, I can do it for a time. And, and many of us say we can do hard things. We can do something. We can stretch ourselves for a short period of time, right? Like we can do it if we know the end game, if we know that there's an end to it. But what does it look like when to not no end, when yeah. there is no end and when yeah. you're just you just keep allowing that? And something we were talking about just offline, I was actually um, going back over a, a sermon I preached probably four or five, six years ago um, on pruning seasons mm-hmm. and how it, it's necessary. Like as we look at John 15, like it's necessary to cut off the dead branches in us. Right. And, and when we really look at the pruning process, like from a... Um, horticulture mm-hmm. standpoint. Is that, is that, right? that is, is correct. That, yeah, horticulture, that's what yes. it is. Or an um, arborist mindset. An arborist mindset. That's not what my mindset normally is. But when we're thinking about this, like it actually produces, like it's healthier. It cuts off things that, you know, Jesus points to that are dead in me, things that are wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Right? When I said yes to seminary, that meant I was saying no to social media. So mm-hmm. I went off of it for a year to just break so hard that habit in my life. As I was driving down here this morning, I was like, I think I kind of want to do that again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels good to... Yeah. To and so like there's there's an exchange there that w- w- we we focus in time and, and, and money too. And, and I'd love to get back a little bit to yeah. this idea of sowing and reaping that we we haven't talked much about, but I think it's so valuable to really explore this principle that that is in God's economy, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say it, but mm-hmm. his the way God works mm-hmm. um, in our life, because th- when you th- when I think of sowing, I think of clearly planting, but it's very intentional. Like if, if I've sowed like actual seed, you know, and, and usually it has not gone well in the natural senses of <laughs> like trying to make a plant come to life from seed. It takes real diligence. It takes, um, I, I wouldn't say they would say the great precision, but there is, there's intention of where that seed's going. Like you, you right. move a spot and you plant that seed. And I don't think that we think about, um, our lives financially like that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm planting, you know, see, particularly when it comes to, to generosity and, and I, we're just not most, the majority of people like studies tell us like are not very intentional about where their money goes. Right. <laughs> right. And so they're underprepared for their long-term future. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're in debt, right? So we're, we're just we're the not, statistics are pretty staggering. Yeah, we don't have a budget, you know. Yeah. The vast majority of people, uh, I think it's like two thirds of people don't have a budget. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of people, you know, don't have, you know, four hundred bu- bucks saved back right. if something like an emergency goes wrong fund or whatever. You know, um, and so yeah, so this uh, idea that that Paul is is teaching this church to 
you know, if, if you're going to so sparingly, he's, he's teaching them to so generously, to be mm-hmm. generous with, with what God has entrusted them. And I think so much for us, we're always thinking about what we don't have. Yeah. That's the first place our brain goes, mm-hmm. not from just joy for what I do have to be faithful with that, right. you know? And so that's part of moving from the scarcity to abundance mindset is what does it look like for me to be generous? Not, right. not comparing how much I'm able to be generous as compared to you, but it's that equal sacrifice, like I, or, or a greater sacrifice mm-hmm. for me. And, but this, this principle of, of sowing is so good for our soul mm-hmm. and it's so anti our culture right, right now, which um, particularly like this, like generation Z generation, even the millennial generation very much is, um, there's an entitlement, you right. know, that I just expect the plants to just show up mm-hmm. whether I've watered them consistently or not. Right. I, I expect to get the promotion because I've been here for a year. Right. No, that doesn't mean you're ready for a promotion because right. you've been here a year or two years or three years or whatever at mm-hmm. whatever place of business you work at. That's an entitlement, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- th- it, and, it, and it comes from all this, like, I need, I need, I need. It's right. all this mentality working together. So this principle of sowing and reaping is needed so much in our yeah. in our spiritual life to really understand this at a deep level. Yeah. Well, and I think some of what you're saying about this, the entitlement, s- some of what that is, is that... Um, they feel like they are sowing because, you know, because they've been here a year or because they've done the things like that are on the mm. checkbox. But the problem yeah. is you, <laughs> the problem is if you haven't prepared the ground, what you've sown isn't going to grow. It's going to get choked out by weeds. It's mm-hmm. going to get, you know, it's, or it's not going to get the, it's not going to get the nutrients it needs. It's what you have to actually prepare the soil before you sow. Mm-hmm. You don't just go outside and stick a seed in the ground without clearing away the weeds, without tilling up and making the soil like soft for, yeah. you know, to be able to put it in there. You don't just walk outside and put it anywhere. So, yeah. So you're referencing um, Jesus's, you know, parable mm-hmm. of the sower in which Jesus talks about, you like, know, a man who went and scattered seed seeds and some places, fell on but... rocky soil and Jesus, like, it's a longer, it's one of his longer parables, and he goes on and he explains it in detail. Which is so different from so many it of is. his parables. That's wildly different. Yeah, it is. And he gives in, in great detail of what it is. And it's really understanding. Mm-hmm. It's understanding um, is it's fertile soil, mm-hmm. you know, is, is what it looks like to be good soil, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so I think <clears throat> when it, if we take that parable that you just opened up for us, and, and kind of contrast it here and, mm-hmm. and see the truth of God's word overlaid with one another here right. um, from Jesus and from Paul <clears throat> being good soil of understanding like the depth and the beauty of our giving and our generosity. And I think that was where I wanted to get us on Sunday mm-hmm. really was that mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think about this whole parable of the sower thing. <clears throat> but I think that's part of what Paul's trying to do is give them a theology for generosity. Right. That it is God who supplies it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, there's a challenge, there's an encouragement here that their relief and money that they give to people, the, the word relief in Greek is actually the word ministry, mm-hmm. minister. You're one who ministers right. to someone. And so you're not just 
distributing funds, you're ministering to people. Uh, yes. And exactly. the beauty of what we see in this text is that it's ministry to us, it's ministry to others, and it's ministry to God. Absolutely. We are enriched in <clears throat> every way, the text says. Mm-hmm. It supplies the needs of others, and so it's helping people. There's a, there is somebody, even when you don't see right. it, there is somebody's life who is being changed to it. Even if just like the Church of Corinth couldn't see the, the people who were in, in you know persecuted in Jerusalem and who were needed the funds, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm thankful that I'm able to be a part of it. God's enriching my life, a harvest of righteousness. And then the most beautiful part to it is just imagining mm-hmm. how that's resulting in thanksgiving to God. Right. How that's resulting in praise to God. And we get small glimpses from time to time that are really important for us to stop and savor mm-hmm. and praise God for in our own life that that mattered. Mm-hmm. That <clears throat> seed that I sowed, I got to see a piece of it. Right. You know, We don't even get to see all those seeds we sow into our own children, mm-hmm. <clears throat> into our own families, sometimes for years, decades even. Yeah. Seeds of truth and love and mercy that we have shown to our spouse or to a friend or to a sibling. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see that seed come to harvest for some time. Right. Or some of those things, even if it's a stranger, we don't get to see that <laughs> until eternity. Ever. Like, right? We might Ever. we won't get to see that on this earth. And and so we it, it, sowing is um so good for our soul because it's built on faith. I mean, really, mm-hmm. it's trusting God with it, trusting mm-hmm. God with our time, trusting God with our money, um, that which He's entrusted to us, and um, and watching God, trusting God, even when we can't watch what mm-hmm. God's doing, we're trusting God to do, um, to receive glory out of yeah. it, and um, and He's so good to to pour that back to us, give us mm-hmm. more seed to sow, enlarge yeah. our harvest, our righteousness, our integrity grows in that, um, our purity of heart and what we really long to get back is not right. something for our own, you know, benefit, but for his kingdom and, and well, and him his giving us these glimpses, like the things mm. that we do get to see is such a kindness yeah. and pours back into like where, um, second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven. So like earlier on where he was like, he that we're not doing it reluctantly or under a compulsion, but like God loves a cheerful giver. He knows mm. that giving us those glimpses, like of what He's doing with what we've trusted Him with, He knows that that is joy to us, right? That it's that it's joy and it's cheerful, and that the next time that we give, like we get to give even more cheerfully yeah. than we've given, you know, in the past, because He keeps giving us these little nuggets of like, hey, this is what I did. With where you know, with your little, this is the much I made of it. I'm I'm going to keep reflecting on that parable of sower on top of this because I think so much of what he's doing is a theology for giving here, and I think verse seven is very much part of that fertile soil, mm-hmm. right? Not out of obligation, out of a generous right. heart. Like that's really cool. I mean that that's what it looks like. That's when I'm I'm uh, I'm being good soil. I'm understanding the heart of my giving is I'm not doing it because I have to. I'm doing it. I have a cheerful heart and uh, just watch God do what He's going to do with it. You know? Yeah. So 
Tell us, anyway. tell it. We want to hear some of these stories, like your stories of what you've sown. And if you've seen a harvest, if somebody else has, you know, gotten to, mm-hmm. to harvest, like tell us your yeah. stories of someone being generous in your life mm-hmm. and how, you know, how that has worked out. Cause like, it's just so cool. We, it really is inspiring to other people. So if you have one of those stories, share it with us at info at fathom.church. Um, you can always connect with us um, through the through texting. You can text the keyword fathom to 97,000. We'd love to pray with you, answer your questions, um, or find another way for you to get connected to the body. But yeah, share with us your stories because we love doing this. And Pastor Kyle and I could talk to each other all the time, but like we're not just talking to each other. Like we want this to be a conversation with you too. So let us know how this is, you know, how this conversation is impacted you and and let us know how somebody else's generosity has really been, you know, impactful to your life. So we love you guys and we hope you have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. Nailed it.